everybody, and welcome to GASH, Girls Are Superheroes. I'm your host, Gloria Walker, and this is my brand new podcast where I get to talk to really rad ladies about really rad ladies. Um, I'm really excited. This uh, I have Alexis Hunter with me, and I actually really wanted her to come on, so I'm happy that she's here. Um, she is a portrait artist and an illustrator, um, and she actually has a piece that's going to be hosted in City Hall coming up. So um, I just really want her to be able to introduce herself, so let's hear what she has to say. Hi, Alexis. Hi, guys. Um, my name is Alexis. I have been living in Austin for a long time, an artist for 11 years. From Seattle, um, I mainly do photography, also like painting, illustrating. So which one did you get into first, the photography or the painting, illustrating? I originally started to fall in love with art my like freshman art class. Like in high school? In high school. I had a really good art teacher named Mrs. Corgi. See, uh, I never got into art when I was younger because I guess I was like always book smart and I just could not get everything perfect. Oh, yeah. And so now I'm, like, trying to learn how to draw, and I don't even have the fucking basics. <laughs> yeah. So it's really cool. All it takes is practice. Well, that's great. I'm really happy you're here. Um, we've known each other for a couple of years, just, yes. like, kind of, because we're both really rad chicks. <laughs> so we, do you want to tell me a little bit about the piece that you're going to have in City Hall? Okay, so I submitted, like, five pieces, and two got accepted. Wow. And I think there were, like, over a thousand entries. Damn, girl. I, like, I know. Somehow I made it through. I'm like, what the hell? So you got chops? Yeah, I guess so. And, like, they um, chose... I sent some nude stuff, but I guess they were, like, no boobs and... No boobs City in Hall. City Hall. That's a fucking shame. I, I feel like we need to go and, <laughs> and, and talk to the mayor, go find Greg Abbott, and we need to overturn this. Boobs, I mean, bitch. we can be topless in Austin. Why can't we be topless in City Hall? I don't know. On... And then, like, right after I submitted, I was like, oh, my God. None of them are going to get accepted, but two that were, like, my, like, wholesome white bread ones got accepted your white bread yeah i don't think i've seen anything of yours that's like particularly white White bread bread. (laughs) maybe your version of white bread but i mean for reference i've seen in your in your work um you do a lot with nudity and with fetishization like uh gimp masks and (laughs) i think there was one that was like a bathtub full of Cheerios. Cheerios. Yes. Um, I think I did submit a gimp, gimp mask one to, to City Hall. Did it get accepted? No. <laughs> they were like, no. Um, these, these, they're just too, they're too vanilla for us. Yeah. But they City accepted Hall. one of um, my friend Brittany, who is standing in a forest on Redbud Isle in Westlake. Mm-hmm. And like it's black and white, and there's trees curving around her. She has like a ghost uh, sheet with the holes cut out <laughs> on, and I framed it in this expensive ass frame. Um, do they get the frame with uh, it? Oh, the people that buy it, yeah. I mean, City Hall. Oh, okay. So it goes up on City Hall, and you and chose then, the frame to put it in. Yeah. Okay. Cool. Yeah, I like print printed it and everything. And then I got another piece that's my friend Caitlin who is in a sunflower field. My boyfriend David printed it on uh, reflective aluminum. Oh, that's And it looks awesome. tight. It's like a holographic Pokemon card. 
That's rad as shit. Yeah. Yeah. So um, I'm going. We're going to talk about this later. Um, where you can find Alexis's work. I'm also going to put it in the show notes. So you should definitely, if you're in Austin, get down to City Hall. Um, yes. Take a look. I believe it's dirt. Like it'll be up during voting. So yeah, go it's up for a whole year. Yeah. So go vote. <laughs> and go vote for some. You know, not piece of shit people yes. and go see some really awesome art uh, of Alexis's. Yeah, it's on February 23rd from 6 to 9. And I think there might be free drinks, maybe. Oh, well, you know how I feel about free drinks. <laughs> <laughs> and maybe like a band. A band. But a band in City Hall. That's going to be really echoey. Yeah, maybe not, actually. I feel like I saw that, but um, don't hold me to that. I won't. <laughs> Whenever I dropped off pieces, though, I saw all the other work and they all look really cool. Yeah. Um, my fr- Actually, my friend Jen Brown, who's actually going to be in an episode of Gash, had a piece in City Hall oh, last year. That name sounds familiar. It might not be that she did the piece, but she was in the piece. Oh. One or the other. <laughs> Still cool. Yeah. Uh, yeah, no, Jen Brown, she's great. And she's going to be an episode of Gash, so subscribe so that you can hear it because it's going to be great. Um, so tell me a little, a little bit more about your experiences in Austin and, like, um, I know I've been to some, like, the pancake things that they did. Oh, Pancakes and Booze. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, Pancakes and Booze was a show that I was in maybe, like, a year ago, and it was really cool. Just, like, local people and just, like, super eclectic. There was a guy that was nude with an apron on in the corner making everyone crepes. See, I went. Crips. 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 See, I went, but I didn't get any pancakes, so I guess I didn't see the nude guy. Oh, he was in the corner. (laughs) And it was weird because I'm like, why are you making crepes when it's pancakes, you know? They're really, really thin pancakes. I mean, give me a thick ass pancake. (laughs) I like everything thick. Thick with two C's. Um, (laughs) Oh my god, I was actually today when I was getting in the car to come to the studio. this guy, like, yelled, like, from literally a block away, and he just yells, oh, Wow! That's a big ass! <laughs> no! <laughs> Speaking of thick oh, and I have pig. a good, thick, um, disgusting man story. Oh, tell me. That was enjoying my thickness. I was walking <laughs> on um, Guadalupe past Mellow Mushroom R.I.P., And this guy was like, this homeless guy was like, man, that girl knows how to eat. (laughs) (laughs) And I was like, you're damn right. (laughs) Yeah. And that's why I wanted to put together pancakes, because there's a lot of pancakes that went into this ass. Yes. And my friend Kayla actually tells me, uh, we talk about, she's like, like, I gained a little weight, but I'm proud of it, because I paid for this belly. There's a lot of beer that went into this belly. I paid for it. I support that. And that all actually goes into theme because um, a lot of the, the women that you chose and the women we talked about, and both me and you are very body positive. Um, there are a few women that we aren't going to get to talk to you about today that you brought up, but like one of them was Barbie Knox. Yes. Um, and a few other Instagram models. So do you want to say anything about them right now? Um, I love the body positive femme um, heavy Instagram social media influencers like 
Barbie Knox and like Nadia Abelhausen mm-hmm. and Gabby Fresh and like Nicolette Mason. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if you saw, but Gabby Fresh and Nicolette opened up like a their own like plus size high fashion online shop. Oh, that's awesome! And like it looks good because you know how you see like the plus size and you're like. It looks good, but it's, like, made of cheap shit. Yeah. Like, Forever 21 plus size. My problem like, is, like, I always get shirts that, like, are really short. Yeah. Like, I need, I'm tall, and I have a long torso, so mm. I need, like, a regular person size shirt. But what they send me is not really a crop top, and it's not really yeah. full length. <laughs> and I'm like, well, this is awkward. All you can see is, like, my fat pooch at the bottom. That's not what I'm <laughs> looking at. Oh, my God. Yeah, it's seriously a struggle, and, like, they we're just like fuck it like we're tired of having such a hard time finding clothes that are like really fashionable and like cute and we're just gonna like open up our own thing and like start our own and I um forgot what it's called but it's cool and affordable well that's the most important part to me because you said high fashion and I just (laughs) stopped listening (laughs) (laughs) um actually it's crazy because like um, I actually, there were a couple of times that I thought about you while I was getting dressed because like oh I God. wanted to wear a crop top and I was like, oh, I don't know. Yeah. And you I gotta this, think about and, it. And I'm like, but Alexis fucking pulls it off. <laughs> and if Alexis can pull it off, I can fucking pull it off too. I have a crop top on right now. Yeah. And like, and I, I wore, I've worn one before. I also have like a, a like lacy see-through top that I wear like a pink bra under with like, Ooh, yes. just like leggings or whatever Mm -hmm. and like honestly like it's these women that are just like they're strong enough to be like no I'm gonna dress how I want to dress and like I think I look good and you just have to not give a shit yeah it's hard to not give a shit (laughs) but once you have to be like I do not I could not care any less yeah well once you start not giving a shit then you start feeling better about everything and you get to be more of your true self. I feel like there's a fine line between like not giving a shit and like just dressing however you want and like not giving a shit and just like being an asshole. Like a bag of garbage in public. You See, know what I mean, saying? yeah, I mean, I, I took that even flip-flops. I took that even farther to the people that are like, I don't give a shit, and then they're just assholes to everybody. And you're like, <laughs> well, maybe yeah. you should give a little bit of a shit. Yeah, just like. Maybe don't be, like, a really terrible person. Just wear some cool-ass shit. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Um, But, yeah, um, anyone that, like, uses their influence to promote, like, something really healthy and, um, like, make other people like them feel better about themselves and, like, uh, understand that they're not the only person that's going through this um, is cool. Yeah, I really like that. And I've actually, like, it was weird. Like, uh, I was looking on the internet today, and I'm in a bunch of really obscure Facebook groups that are stupid, but I love them. Oh, my God. Everyone's doing that. I'm not doing that right now. It's so... I have, like, one shitposting Facebook page that I follow, but that's it. How do you how do you find these Well, Facebook once pages? you find one or two, people will tag them. Then, like, oh you'll God. post something, and they'll be like, well, this sounds it should be in this group. And then you go down the rabbit hole, and then... All of a sudden, you don't have friends anymore because your Facebook feed is just full of, like, Ugh. shit posting things <laughs> and, like, depression meals. Oh, my God. <clears throat> but anyways, um, there was one where... There's one I'm in that's called, like... It's about, like, what is Wish uh, advertised to me today, which is that, like... 
Oh, you can buy they're always posting <laughs> sex toys. And I stuff. know they're so, but they're like they're like not actual sex toys. They just like really or like a lot of them look. Um, Some of them look sexual, and, and they're then you not. Look, yeah, you like look at it, and you're like, but they oh, definitely like do have a, a toilet ton paper. of sex toys on there. Oh my you God. can buy like so a torso a of a man with the biggest dick you've ever seen. Oh my god! <laughs> but also, don't they just have like really weird and like impractical stuff too, other There's, than sex toys? I've actually bought some really cool shit on there. To be honest, you bought stuff from there. Yeah, um, <laughs> I don't have it on me, but I have a necklace that is like silver, and it's a rib cage. Oh, and okay. it was a dollar. Okay. It took yeah, a month to get sense. here, but it was a dollar. A month? Yeah. Every time I want to order some, like, cute stuff, like a like a super kawaii, like, phone silicone phone case, yeah. the shipping's always a month, and I'm like, I can't wait that long. But then if you do, it's like, and you forget about it, then... Here's what I did is I got drunk and I ordered like 10 things at once. Oh my God. And then when they finally showed up, they all started showing up at the same time. And I was like, holy shit, it's Christmas. <laughs> Who's I, sending me these? The funniest thing is I got this ring and it's like so metal, dude. It's like a huge like skull with like ram's horns. And when I bought it, I was like, that's really cool. But then I looked at the description and it just says men's personality ring. <laughs> oh my God. And I'm like, I need to give this to my friend who needs a better fucking personality. <laughs> a personality ring. Uh, well, we got way off topic, but um, <laughs> we have some really great women that we're going to talk to you about today. Um, we're going to start with Solange, um, but first we're going to take a break. Hey everybody, I just wanted to pop here in the break and say thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you so much for listening to my podcast. I've seen so much support from my friends and my family and I'm honestly so overwhelmed with it and I just want to say thank you. This is my first podcast that I have edited together and it's definitely been an experience. So you may hear some pops where there's some editing problems and there's actually a really loud fan towards the end and I'm so sorry and I promise that I will get better at this. What you could do for me is subscribe. Please subscribe. The more you subscribe, the the better that my numbers look, the better my numbers look, the more I can do this. And really I just want to keep doing this. Definitely follow us on Twitter at gashpod or facebook.com slash gashpodcast. And if you do subscribe then go ahead and take a screenshot and post it on our Facebook or on our Twitter and you'll be entered to win a free copy of Carrie Fisher's novel The Princess Diaries. And also starting February 23rd you could see Alexis's artwork in City Hall in Austin, Texas. So definitely get down there and see it. It'll be there for the whole year and I think what the best solution to do here is go vote, go vote, please. Um, and vote in somebody who isn't awful and terrible and disgusting and also see some really good art that'll make you feel really good about your life. So again, thank you guys so much. I'm going to stop talking now and let you get back to the podcast. Thanks. So um, we have three different ladies that we're going to talk about today. 
Um, and I'm really excited because we're starting out with Solange, who is fucking amazing. Yes. Um, tell me a little bit why you chose her. Okay, so I love me any strong black female musician Mm -hmm. that uses their music to say what they want to say. And with A Seat at the Table, it carries, like, so much weight and it's so complex and, like, says all the things that, like, we've been wanting to say that you're, like, too scared to say, like... Don't touch my hair. Yeah. <laughs> um, that, like, celebrating black culture does not mean um, that you don't support white culture yeah. as well. And I, I'm actually going to insert right here. So you're about to hear. Um, there is a little intro, outro thing um, with her mom, Tina. And um, it's, uh, it's called, it's like Teachings with Tina or... Something like that. Taught by Tina. um, (laughs) Let it teach you. Yeah, and I think this really, like, describes really well, like, that kind of mentality where she kind of talks about, like, it's not reverse racism that I'm proud to be black. Yeah. So let's listen to that. I think part of it is accepting that it's so much beauty in being black. And that's the thing that I guess I get emotional about because... I've always known that. I've always been proud to be black. Never wanted to be nothing else. Loved everything about it. Just it's such beauty in, in, in black people. And it really saddens me when we're not allowed to express that pride in being black. And that if you do, then it's considered anti-white. No, you just pro-black and that's okay. The two don't go together because you celebrate black culture does not mean that you don't like white culture or that you're putting it down. It's just taking pride in it. But what's irritating is when somebody says, you know, they, they are racist. That's reverse racism. Or they have a black history month, but we don't have a white history month. Well, all we've ever been taught is white history. So why are you mad at that? Why does that make you angry? That is to suppress me and to make me not be proud. Yeah, so that's just like such a powerful message, I think. And, you know, this is coming from a white person. But I like to think that I'm a little bit woke. <laughs> like, I'm yeah. never going to say the words reverse racism. And I just wonder, like, how that makes you feel. And, like, it, it seems like it's kind of summing up how you feel about a lot of stuff. Yeah, like, it's um, hard for me to refer to myself as a black woman because I'm mixed. Mm-hmm. And growing up my whole life, it's been, like, too um, black for the white kids, too white for the black kids. Um, so it's hard for me to like identify with like a group or like a racial group, like black or white. Yeah. Um, but this album and like that excerpt and like the whole thing makes me really proud to celebrate the black side in me. Yeah. And I, for what was your question? How <laughs> I was just saying, you know, how that whole message about reverse racism and oh yeah, and, and, there's and just having like, pride and being black. There's so much like foolishness and like selfishness and like weird stuff go- and like separationist weird stuff that's going on among like youth and just like the world today, where like everyone's like 
not understanding that like we are all the same and like we're in this together and they're like saying stuff like reverse racism or like white history month and yeah it's kind of like we've come so far but it's almost like we're turning back around yeah like we're kind of not thinking progressively anymore and we're like trying to say like why you know like what about me why not me you know all lives matter and like they're just like not understanding the point yeah and like exactly like the point of black lives matter is not that white lives don't matter yeah it's that we're seeing a systemic problem an endemic problem where black men are being killed by police Mm -hmm. um and so it's not saying blue lives don't matter it's saying that black lives matter um and i think that that's like something that we're seeing in our culture right now is people are starting to um you know instead of like it used to i mean i don't know i'm you know, I'm pretty young, but for me, it feels like it used to be that, like, somebody, somebody said something bad about you. Something said something said something bad about your culture. But now it's like that if somebody says something good about somebody else, like, that's a dig on you. And that's not really how it works, you know. Yeah. Just because um, just because we're saying black lives matter, we're not saying white lives don't matter. It's mm-hmm. And people are becoming, like, offended by things that have not, absolutely nothing to do with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and, like, I, you know, but I do think that a culture of outrage is important um, at the same time. And that's what I have a lot of trouble with right now is, like, I, you know, I, I think that a lot of things are important. I think that trans rights are important. I think that LGBTQ rights are important. I think, um, you know, racial things, you know, we, we need to talk about these things. We need to stop killing black kids. We need to really promote a togetherness. But at the same time, I feel like that uh, there is a lot of, like, I don't know, it's that, like, out, culture of outrage where people are getting mad about things that are, like, almost, like, counterintuitive to getting the, what you want done. Yeah. Um, and so uh, I'm Stuff trying... Stuff that, like, doesn't matter at all. Like, have you seen the digital blackface no. thing? Okay, so <clears throat> it was a video that someone made where it is a black girl speaking, and she's like, have you ever been having a conversation with like a white person and they use a gif to express their feelings and the gif is of a black person and they're like using a black person's like expressions to represent like their own feelings um see if you have then that's considered digital blackface see and i've like honestly i'm gonna be honest here like i've done that before and i've like paused and i've been like like, no one's i feel like when people use like gifs or like do i love that you're saying gifs and i'm like gifs gifs oh my god (laughs) but no there's a huge debate the guy that that created okay it's gifs the guy who created it calls it a gif but that's not how English words work like um, it's not a j it's not a just sound it's a gif sound gif. but you could say either one I think that I started saying gif and then I got too much shit for saying that so now I say gif you know what I think but it doesn't feel right no matter what you do <laughs> gif doesn't feel right I just when I hear gif I think of the peanut butter <laughs> just can someone bring some gif in here please <laughs> um 
Yeah, so saying. so it's like, you know, putting focus on things that are like... Oh, yeah, and it's just like, no one's even, like, thinking about that. No one's thinking that way, no one's... But, like, once you start to, like, say that this stuff means this, then people get mad, then people get, like, more divided. But, like, what we need is to, like, come together, especially under the fucking reign of the Trump demon. Yeah. I feel like this is not a time to, like divide ourselves over like fear and like not misunderstanding and like blame gaming and like you know like I hate whenever um I see stuff on both sides like when I see black people say like oh white people or like white people be so crazy all this shit because like to be fair white white people people do be crazy yeah white people (laughs) do be being crazy but like like when they're saying like white people need to like uh like repay us like like no one's no one is thinking about that that way or at least i'm not yeah and like white guilt and like it's like these like, white people that you're talking about today, like, had nothing to do with, like, slavery and, like, all the shit, you know, that they're, like, blaming, they're saying that, like, they should still feel guilty about, you know, and, like, I really don't like seeing, uh, or, like, hearing white people that are, like, acknowledging white guilt, like, I feel like you shouldn't, there's not, like, why, there's nothing to feel guilty about, you know, like, if you were to say to me, like, oh, I'm so sorry about, like, slavery and, like, (laughs) <laughs> like just walk but, up to you I'm sorry about slavery. yeah like it's like that's what they expect people to do and it's just like I don't know well I think I don't what, think that's the way to be thinking I think from my point of view it's like um as a white person um <laughs> I I definitely like I I keep in mind like and I know all of the things that I mean not all of them but you know like I know like with slavery and civil rights movement and mm-hmm. um, integration and segregation and all of that. And, like, keep that in mind. Like, at least know, like, these things happen. Don't act like they didn't happen. Yeah, but that's I don't, important. But I try not to let that change how I, like, approach my friends of color or, like, how yeah. I treat them or speak to them. But, I mean, it's just, like, from... And, and like, you're, you're touching on things like reparations and, like, things like that that I, like, are even closer to being, like, I don't know how, like... I would be okay with that, but, like, mm-hmm. I'm talking about, like, the digital blackface kind of stuff. Like, yeah. I, I don't, you know. Oh, and then another, like, really funny cult of outrage, ridiculousness, pretty much anything that's posted on BuzzFeed, but <clears throat> I, I saw... call them Tumblr Enas. Oh, BuzzFeed is fucking awful. Okay, tell me more. Um, there was this one thing that I saw that was... Um, a BuzzFeed, like, video about manspreading on trains. And so they just, like, get, they, like, get so, like, hateful and blaming. But it's also, like, if I'm on a bus or some shit, I'm going to put my bag in the next seat, you know? And, like, is that not, like, woman spreading? Like, they don't really talk about... Women spreading, they just, like, say, like, men don't deserve to, like, I don't know. They, I like, mean, I'm, I'm a fat woman, so I pretty much spread my <laughs> Constantly I'm, like, pretty, spreading. I don't, I don't, I, I can't uh, really, like, cross my legs. So. <laughs> yeah, it's like, wh- yeah, and it's like, and they were like, oh, well, you know, why can't men 
cross their legs like what is there so precious you know and it's like their dick and balls yeah I mean I I, I don't know the physics behind it so (laughs) I really couldn't tell you I don't have a dick I'm just like where's like why is all this like blaming become like the thing you know and like everyone's out for blood I just think that like we need to focus our outrage on the things that we can accomplish yeah I feel like it's being handled in a poor way like let's make a let's like make a like assembly line of like things we want to accomplish and let's all put all of our outrage (laughs) into one and when that's accomplished let's put all of our outrage into the next one yeah and then maybe things will get done but I just um, see some like ridiculous stuff where I'm just like what you know? Yeah. We totally got off topic of Solange though. Oh my god, (laughs) yes. So Solange, not only was this like the most beautiful album, this is the first time I've even like got into Solange was this album. And I know it's been like a minute since it dropped, but like I was mainly Beyonce and I was like, I know Solange exists and I know that she did the Proud Family theme song, which is like what matters the most. Okay. Do you remember the Proud Family? No, I don't. Really? Disney Channel? It's oh, a family yeah. thing. Oh, yeah. I, that was, like, right in my Disney Channel watching days. With oh, like, yeah. What was it? It was, like, That's So Raven and The Sweet Life of Zack and Cody and, like, all that There's ish. people that aren't going to know what any of that is. You know what? I, we, I'm fortunate. I, most of my friends are our age. Yeah, same. Hopefully my, I mean, I accept listeners of all ages, but, um, <laughs> um I think I'm, te- I mean, we're technically millennials, so we've got a long... Ew! <laughs> I can't believe we've been, we've been clumped in with the, like, fidget spinning. I feel like that's all overplayed, like, I think that it's just, like, a scapegoat thing. It's like, we, yeah. we need to make fun of somebody and blame the problems on somebody, so let's blame it on the... Kids the millennials that can't afford to buy a house or buy a car, but they yeah. get a little bit of joy out of spinning a little toy. <laughs> like, come on, can I not have this? Like, you already made it to where I can't buy a house. Let me spin this fucking thing in my hand. Oh my god. Um, but yeah, Solange, like, this album was beautiful, and the music videos. Did you watch any of the music videos for like Cranes in the Sky or Don't Touch My Hair? Oh my god, let me start by saying. They were so beautiful. They everything was choreographed by her, and it's beautiful. All the art direction, all the like color theory stuff is like all her. And I think like her husband, and they just like went around and like shot on location in a bunch of different beautiful places. And just like everything about the album, and especially once I saw the music videos, I was like. I'm full of this bitch. Yeah, one of the things that really, like, hit me about the album is that it deals with very complex themes and, like, complex emotions, mm-hmm. while the the actual, like, instrumentals of it are very simple and, like, mm-hmm. you know, it's not, you know, it's a lot of, like, acoustics and, like, like you know, jazz, a little bit of jazz in there. Mm-hmm. Um, but she's dealing with very complex issues, and I think, you know, that's, like, a very... Uh, that's a choice that was made to like let the words and let the story tell itself rather than you know having like something that's really like overly produced yeah and I really also like how like simple and like slow the songs are too is that what you just said yes it is. okay yeah kind of but like I yeah said it just was like more simple words. but like so much more underneath 
Yes, exactly. It's like a lot deeper than than the first listen. You need to listen mm-hmm. to it multiple times. Oh, I and like sure definitely like Google those lyrics and like yeah. read the lyrics so that you can because it's poetry is what it is. Mm-hmm. Um, and most music is poetry, but you know there are songs that are a little less deep than others. You know, and this mm-hmm. is a very deep album, so I can see why that that moved you so much. So one more thing I wanted to say about Solange is like the song "Don't Touch My Hair," like. Of course it means just that, but, like, if I had a, like, nickel for every person that has come up and touched my hair without asking me, and has come up and just, like, got up in my personal space, they were like, oh my god, your hair is, like, what is that even made of? Can I, like, touch it? They get up, they, like, (laughs) put their hands in. Why are you doing an accent with it? They, like, put their hands in there, and they're just, like, all up in my shit. Like, men, women, white people, anyone. And I'm just, like, don't touch my hair. And, like, that song, the song Don't Touch My Hair just, like, really um, is, like, my anthem. And yeah. when I listen to it, I'm like, don't touch my hair! <laughs> I mean, you have beautiful hair. And, Thank like, I, and that's also a thing. I mean, I've seen I, uh, many of my women of color friends are always just like, don't touch my hair. It's like a thing. <laughs> Like, how do you not know to not touch someone's hair at this point? Also, why would you just touch a fucking stranger's hair? Why would you not ask permission? I would never go up to someone and be like, wow, your hair is so beautiful. Let me touch it. And then touch it without them even saying anything. It's like personal space. Just like, at least ask permission, but even just don't even do that. Yeah. My, um, like, New Year's one year, I had my fro out. Mm-hmm. And I was drunk as hell, and I was, like, sitting outside of Barbarella, and my boyfriend is standing next to me, and this guy comes up, and he's like, wow, your hair's so cool, can I touch it? And my boyfriend, like, karate chops the shit out of his arm, <laughs> and is like, back the fuck up! That's so not- I could not see David doing that. I know! I, me neither, that's, like, the one time, one of the few times I've been like, okay! Let's go home. Yeah. Um, Happy New Year. He was like, ask first before you ever do shit like that to anyone. Yeah. And he was like, oh, I'm sorry. You know, I didn't know. And he's like, you better think, better act right. You know? Thank you, David. It was cool. Yeah. I was so, I was like, what? And now that guy knows. (laughs) So can I touch your hair? (laughs) Oh my God. You can touch my hair. I don't want to touch your hair. You can touch it if you want. Okay, let me touch it. Just for like silence. (laughs) Okay, I did it. It's so strange. Like, African-American hair is, like, just a whole... It's like having another, like, entity on your body. Yeah. Um. Actually, for a while, I was getting Facebook ads for African-American hair care products. Um, oh, really? <laughs> and I was... What? ...fascinated with them. Like, just watching, like, it's, like, straightening and, like... How to like take care of it natural and like oh, all this stuff and there's just so much so, to it there and they're like so different much. types. There's like A type and B type. Yeah, and, like, those are just like what your curls are. Yeah, it, it's just fascinating. High, like low porosity, high porosity, um, fucking so many different things, and then like there's so much care that goes into African American hair. It's like you gotta detangle like three times a week. You gotta use a co-wash this many times. You gotta do a leave-in every day. You gotta sleep with a silk scarf. It's terrible. I'm like oh, yeah. still trying to figure out 
this crazy saga of my hair. Oh my god. I, I can't imagine like, that because like honestly, like I wash my hair like every other day and then I let it air dry. So Yeah, like it's also <laughs> crazy that white people hair is like the exact opposite of black people hair. Like white people, if you don't wash your hair every day, then it gets greasy. Super, especially my bangs. Yeah. My bangs get really greasy. And so if we were to wash our hair every day, it would be really, 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 really dry. And so, like, we depend on, like, the oil. The to, natural oils. Mm-hmm. And so, like, I don't wash... I wash my hair maybe, like, once a week. Yeah. So that's Solange. And I feel like, you know, we really went into that. And we talked about a lot of different stuff. Yeah. Um, and uh, so the next person that you want to talk to was Petra Collins, who is a yes. uh, photographer. And she's kind of like a fashion... Or... Yeah, she's like a fellow um, portrait photographer. Okay. Who, like, illuminates her subjects' faces with different splashes of complementary colors, contrasting colors. Um, It's really beautiful. You can see a piece and be like, oh, that's Petra Collins. Is there, is the subject, like, have a single tear coming down? And is there, like, blue and orange on them? That's Petra Collins. I mean, except if you're watching the uh, Native American commercial or it's, like, you, like... It's a commercial from, like, the 80s or, like, somebody, like, litters oh or something, God. and then it's, like, oh. <laughs> there's one oh tear coming God. down. That's yeah, so no, cool. actually, I hadn't heard of Petra Collins um, until we started talking about this episode. Yeah, and she's amazing. I did, like, I went and looked at, like, a bunch of her work, and I definitely see her influence in what you do with, like, the different colors. <laughs> like, um, I, I definitely see it's, like, very, like dreamy it's like very yeah. dreamscape like yes um and i see that that influence on your work yeah i super um am inspired by petra and she's so cool she's only 25 and canadian and is has accomplished so much for someone so young of course you know that'd be making me jealous yeah but, um, like I keep saying, I'm not 30 yet. <laughs> All these. End of July. End of um, July, my life's over. I'll be 30. <laughs> but yeah, every time she posts something, she like is shooting a portrait of someone more and more famous. A list of really cool people that she's shot so far, like Cardi B, Barbie Knox, who we mentioned earlier, Frank Ocean, Tyler, Kim K, Selena Gomez, Solange, Gucci... Samuel L. Jackson. Yeah, you showed me that Samuel L. Jackson <laughs> portrait. And I was like, you know, like Samuel L. Jackson's like getting a little bit up in age, but damn. Oh my God. Don't that say is a that. really. All right. Well, <laughs> none of these people are I ever going to die. I got, I mean, I got my silver foxes that I'm into. I mean, like Jeff Goldblum. Oh, I mean. Ugh. Give me some Jeff Goldblum <laughs> for sure. But like. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, she definitely made him look foxy. Yeah, she's. Like, all of her, everything that she ever posts or has ever done, I'm just like, bitch, how? What? It's amazing. And, like, she shoots for Gucci or, like, is affiliated with Gucci. I think she models for them and also, like, product shoots for them. So she did this, like, series recently, I told you a little bit earlier, where, um... She was shooting dog portraits. And even the dog portraits... Are beautiful. Yeah. And I'm just like, how? Every single 
So, like, if you could get in a room with her and ask her one question, what would you ask her? Oh, my God. I don't think I would be able to because I would just be like... (laughs) (laughs) Petra. Turning into one of those dog portraits. (laughs) Maybe, like... What what advice would you have for, like, an up-and-coming portrait photographer? But, like, I know everyone's different, and, like, everyone has, like, different drive and uh, motivation, and, like, I don't know. Yeah, just, like, I think my one question would be, like, why you, bitch? <laughs> why not me? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Why not me? But yeah, she's amazing. And I, yeah, I'm like super inspired by her work. That's really great. Like, um, one of the things that I'm really enjoying about doing this podcast is learning so much about people I've never even heard of. And that's one of my goals is to like, um, you know, if somebody isn't really into portrait art, you know, or into photography, they might not know who she is. And I, mm-hmm. one of my goals is to bring people, women into like light that are doing these cool ass things, um, both with my guests who are doing cool shit and with the people that inspire them. So yeah. I'm really happy that you brought her forward so that I can learn more about yeah. her. Yeah. And like it, yeah. <laughs> yeah. and the next woman that we're going to talk about is um tracy ellis ross um and if we just like start at the beginning it starts pretty great uh she's the daughter of diana ross yes how is that even how are you the daughter of diana ross (laughs) i know how do you even achieve that goal yeah like (laughs) diana ross is like made of gold i know i can't imagine what it's like growing up like With a mother who's, like, that famous. Yeah. I was watching an interview that she did with uh, Stephen Colbert. Oh, yeah. Where they were talking about... Wait, Diana Ross or Tracy? Tracy. Where, like, what it was like, like, growing up uh, as, like, Diana Ross's daughter. And she's like, well, we're the same size. And she said that she... uh, In high school, her mom, like, left the house. So she went to her mom's closet and was just, like... Oh. She called shopping. And she's just, like... Pulling out all the stuff that she wants to go put it in her closet. And her mom came oh home God. early and she was like, hey, mom, I was uh, organizing your closet for you. Like, can you imagine having access to Diana Ross's oh, wardrobe? I, I saw her. I actually saw her in Austin not that long ago with my friend Heather. And she, like for her set, she had three or four different colored outfits that were like all the same like tall big like tall skirt like big feather top like but just like a yellow one they're all the exact same one and just like in a different color yeah and it was just it's kind of like have you seen that uh image that somebody made of hillary clinton as like a rainbow and she's like in a pantsuit of every color of the rainbow (laughs) (laughs) i haven't seen that but that makes a lot of sense to me that power pantsuit yo yeah yeah, so Tracy has done a lot more than just be the daughter of Diana Ross. Yeah, I didn't even know that she was related until, like, a little bit after I, like, fell in love with her. Yeah, she definitely has made, like, a name of her, of her own. Yeah. Um, she's actually currently in, in the show Blackish. Blackish is um, amazing. She's won a Golden Globe. Mm-hmm. She's won two NC double... NC... Wait. NAACP. NAACP. <laughs> 
on Tamara. White guilt. Girl. Hashtag white guilt. I'm ashamed. <laughs> No, so terrible. She's won two NAACP uh, Image Awards as well. So, mm-hmm. like, she's getting not- noticed for what she's doing. Can you tell me why you chose her as one of your... <sighs> Many reasons. The first being um, her fashion sense is innovative, colorful patterns, stuff that I would never wear. I channeled a little bit of Tracy in my outfit tonight. Oh, yeah. I got the white shoes, okay. the golden um, lion door knocker door earrings. Door knocker earrings. I've been, like, eyeing lip. those all day. <laughs> the red lip yeah. is, like, a classic. And she, like, just in the fashion sense, inspires my daily clothing decisions. Mm-hmm. I, for the past, like, couple years have been wearing all black all the time which I mean I guess like (laughs) I still have all black on right now but like she inspires me to like be more colorful like put on the red lip put on the gold earrings the gold necklace and like don't care if you look too like I don't know if like hood is the right word or like I don't know like kind of like cost to me a little bit like made up yeah but like it's okay to like wear like red lipstick with like gold fucking big earrings and like yeah like it it kind of feels like it's a lot but if you like it just do it yeah and actually uh when i was doing research for this episode i watched um she did a like a talk for um glamour's 2017 woman of the year summit Mm-hmm. and it was just so powerful. But she talks about the brave me, and she talks about, you know, um, here's just a quote. She says, I'm going to own my experiences. I'm going to pay attention to the reality of my life and the audacity of my dreams instead of the expectation I was raised with. I'm going to make space for the good and the bad of it, even the yucky, scary, fear-inducing parts, and embrace all the bits and all the questions I know. That's how I go from being Tracy to being brave Tracy. And then further down the line, she actually gives you, like, she tells us, like, what the brave you is. Mm -hmm. The brave you gives you the courage to hold your own agency, your own choice, your own desire, your own longings, your own fear, your own grief, and your own future. She's just one aspect of your soul that helps you become your fully embodied and completely integrated, real, true self. She's in you right now. In your journal, in the back of your mind, in your Netflix queue, waiting for your invitation. So let her out. Let her have glory. This beautiful, powerful part of you is just waiting for your invitation. Yeah. And that's just so fucking powerful. (laughs) Yes. And it's like every day I make, I feel like I'm making this decision, like, in little things, like what I put on, like what my, what, like, makeup I do, like how I do my hair is like, is it going to be too much? Like, are people going to be like, what is this bitch doing, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah, I feel like the, that speech um, is really important to take a second and be like, does it matter? Yeah. And it's like, and I know that you're a very confident woman and like, I'm a very confident woman, but we still think about, you know, and other people, other people and what their perception is. 
And, like, at what point do we stop doing that? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and it's so hard to be yeah. your brave self. I've been trying to, like, one of my New Year's resolutions was, like, wear less black, like, and I feel like black for me is, like, um, black clothing is, like, not, like, um, hiding, but just, like, an easy choice. And, mm-hmm. like, if you are, like, a plus-size woman and you have, like, bright um, colors on, it, like, one of your thoughts when you're getting dressed in the morning is, like, what are people going to think, you know? I'm bringing like, too much attention to myself. Yeah, too much attention. Yeah. Like, is my, are my clothes, is my, are my boobs too out? Like, how much cleavage do I have? Like Yeah, and I mean, um, you know, wearing all black is a bold choice for me because I have a brown dog. <laughs> <laughs> oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> but I wear almost all black, and mm-hmm. today I'm not. Um, but even just, like, wearing dresses, like... I yeah. have big boobs and a big ass, so mm. every dress I own is too is too short on me, you know. Yeah. But it's like, do I care if somebody sees a little bit of my underwear? Like, not really. I stopped caring so long. <laughs> and I just love the message that she gives. Um, I actually watched. Uh, she did a like seventy three questions or oh my questions. god, I watched that too. And I loved it. I love her um, space. It is so beautiful. It, like, super reflects her. And she's like, welcome to my blue room. Mm -hmm. But one of my favorite things is they ask her, like, who is your favorite style icon? And she says, me in 15 years. I was like, oh, my God, me too. (laughs) (laughs) You are my favorite style icon. Yeah, she, um, in Blackish, she plays a character named Rainbow Johnson, who is a doctor and mother of four, five now. In the newer seasons. That's a lot of kids. Yeah. And the show is really cool because it, like, explores what it's like to be a non-stereotypical black family in America. It's called Black-ish because you're, like, you're, like, black. You're, like, a black family, but you're not, like, doing all the shit that America would, would think you're doing. Like, they're, like, uh, upper class, like, making a good amount of money good jobs the wife is a doctor the husband is in some kind of firm they're like never really clear maybe it's like an advertising firm they're like never clear about what his actual like job position is but it doesn't matter he just makes money but yeah yeah and it's like really cool to just see what a family like that would be doing and um they tackle controversial issues like having the talk with your kids. If you are like a black family, you have to have this talk with your children about like what to do if the police pull you over yeah. and like um, what to do or like why um, you'll feel this way when you are comparing yourself to others and like why like your friend. Timmy, who is white, is going to have, like, an easier time going through life than you are. Yeah. Yeah, Um, I mean, those are things I couldn't imagine having, like, even as a kid, having that conversation. Yeah. That's, I, unfortunately, did not have time to watch all of Blackish before. (laughs) Oh, yeah, it's, like, there's, like, four seasons now, but, like, it's also really funny, too. Like, my um, boyfriend likes it a lot because of the humor and, like... I personally watch it because of Rainbow Johnson's outfits every episode. <laughs> like, every episode, every outfit is, like... Yeah, I mean, from what I've heard is, it, like, it tackles very 
um, difficult topics while also being very, like, still being true to being in comedy. Um, and that same Stephen Colbert interview that I watched, they showed a clip of her talking about, is like, um, she has postpartum depression. Mm-hmm. And after having her baby, yeah. Yeah, and her co- Anthony Anderson, her co-star, is like... Kangaroo Jack, though. He's from Kangaroo Jack. Did you ever watch Kangaroo Jack? I did not. Okay, never mind. (laughs) But, like, he's like, let's take this this quiz. And it's, like, this very, like, they're, like, taking a magazine quiz. And it's, like, this very, like, moving moment. And, like, she's, like, I, like, legitimately in this, like, like, very small clip just, like, teared up just, like, from her performance. But it laughed at the same time. And it's, Mm -hmm. like, the ability to do that is just so beautiful and like that shows the talent that she has and how connected she is with emotion especially because she's not a mother like Mm -hmm. but she's able to really like give out these emotions of like and like really I think portray a mother in a really real way yeah she she has her tv kids but uh yeah like blackish is really good for many reasons they tackle like so many issues like your daughter starting her period for the first time and like your son got robbed at school like what do you do like a bunch of stuff like that that's awesome and just like I mean I'm definitely gonna go watch it now because like having done this research on Tracy Ellis Ross I'm just like I'm yeah it's on Hulu I'm like super pro her right now I love her I love her too time's up let's talk about that Time's up. Hashtag time's up. She, like, started the... Or she was a part of the, like, time's up movement. Tell me about that. Okay, so you know how Harvey Weinstein Mm -hmm. and, like, Aziz Mm -hmm. and all those motherfuckers that are, like, being grilled right now on an open fire? Yeah, she actually... uh, I quote that she said is all of the creeps... Um, I forget. Let me see. I think I, I took a note of like her exact quote. Um, she said the pussy tree is being shaken and grabbers are falling like rotten fruit. Yes. So like her <laughs> and um like a handful of other like important Hollywood people like Reese Witherspoon and this other lady whose name escapes me, and like one more woman. Um, and then like other like like Rose McGowan. Yeah, and, like, other organization um, women, I can't remember their name. So, that's, like, the Me Too thing, right? um, Not exactly. Like, Time's Up was more focused on, like, saying that men's, like, influence over women's careers and, like, them, like, forcing uh, sexual things upon women and, like... Like, the whole Kesha thing, like, forcing her to stay in this contract with Stoney. Yeah. And things like that. Um... It's over. The time's up. They're saying the time is fucking up. It's up. And they're saying, like, we are all gonna dress in black, and we're gonna show all of the men here at this, like, awards ceremony that, like, we all know... All of your shit, we all know what you're up to, and we're here to say, like, that's not going to happen anymore. That's awesome. And, like, sometimes I'm a little skeptical skeptical of those things, because it's like, they, like, did the whole black, like, everyone's going to dress in black thing, and then they did, like, a money-raising thing, but it's like, like, how, like, 
speaking as a like sexual assault victim is like every woman on the planet is like a sexual assault victim it's like how is like you raising money for me and like you wearing... where is that money going yeah it's like how, like what is that really doing for me yeah, I think that just the words and the movement itself is doing a lot. So yeah, I, I would like, like to know where the money's moves, going. But it's like it's like a trickle down economics things. Like is it trickle actually... down economics is a myth? <laughs> it's like it's not getting to me. You know, like how is yeah. this helping me? I don't like, know where they're putting the money, but I imagine that if it was me, I would put it towards you know producing movies with female directors and female. Um, producers and things yeah, like, like that. Yeah, like getting it less away from this like because it is male like dominated the movement. Industry. Yeah, the movement is very much about Hollywood, and um, I mean, I have my own personal history with it. So, yeah. Um, so yeah, so uh, trickle down economics is a myth. <laughs> Reaganomics, fuck you. Bullshit. <laughs> so um, I think we talked about a lot. Do you have anything else you want to say? Because we are getting close to oh, an hour. Yes, okay, let me just stop with um, one more very, very special group of people that I wanted to mention are a huge inspiration to me daily are all of my friends and family, like not only my fellow female artist friends, like my friend Mariki, who lives in Canada. She has She opened and runs her own vintage shop called Gemini Rising in, oh, awesome. her in Westminster. She started it all by herself and like ran this huge Etsy um, like shopping or Etsy shop called Honeymoon Muse who like Francis Cobain bought from. And, like, oh wow. Been, she was like making hella money and like had hella support and like decided to just like open her own like brick and mortar shop and has been doing an amazing job. She is an inspiration every day. I have a friend whose name is Sammy Valentine. Um, they are a gender, and their pronouns are they and them. Mm-hmm. And they are a fellow artist and friend of mine who is constantly encouraging me to be the best version of myself and like um, making beautiful things themselves. Um, Tammy, another fellow artist, Caroline. And yeah, like, I feel like I have a bunch of different, like, faces of myself. Like, I'm a photographer, a black woman, a mixed woman, a painter, an illustrator, and, like, it's hard for me to just have, like, one source of inspiration. Like, Mm -hmm. I have all these different inspiration sources that feed all these different sides of me. Um... And I just, like, wouldn't be where I am without my friends. Like, you as a friend who's, like, encouraging me to come be on this interview. My fledgling show. Like, I, (laughs) as a kid, if I was like, hey, bitch, you're going to be on a fucking podcast interview where, like, they're asking you about your artwork, I would be like, what? Well, that makes me feel good that you feel good. What the hell? (laughs) You know, and, like, my friends are just constantly, like, you know, like, you deserve it. I feel like I'm always, like, talking myself, like, down, and I'm not, like, or I'm talking myself down, and I'm, like, you don't, like, you don't deserve this, or, like, it doesn't really matter, you know, like, it's not as big of a deal as you're, like, making it out to be when, like, my friends are always there to remind me, like, you are worth it, you should keep talking, (laughs) you gotta... 
Like you're worth live, it. You're living your best life. Like we're here to support you. Like you deserve everything or whatever. You, you know? do like, deserve everything. Or like, yeah, like. In the they words remind of me Tracy that, like, Ellis Ross, <laughs> be your brave self. Yes, they remind me that like. I put in the work, you know, to, like, be in City Hall right now and to, like, be being interviewed by you, you know, and, like... <laughs> oh, don't cry. Uh, it's just it's just preparing. I don't know how many people are subscribed. <laughs> so please subscribe to me. We want her to cry for a reason. Oh, my God. It's just, like, so cool. Like, everyone out there that's listening, like, you may feel like, you know, like, people don't give a shit or, like, what's the point of, like, trying for this thing. Like, in my case, City Hall, I was like, you know, I'm not going to make it. Like, what's the point? But I was like, might as well try, you know? Like, then, like what's, there's no harm coming out of trying. And, like, I started to try, and then they were like, hey, bitch, you also need an artist resume, a list of references, like, all this shit. I'm like, what even is an artist resume, you know? Yeah. But I was like, I guess I'll just <laughs> I'll just make an artist resume, pulled one out of my ass, and, like, it ended up being worth it in the end. And, and now like, you not only got in, you got in twice. <laughs> yeah, like, what the hell? I still, I still am, like, convincing myself that, like, I don't deserve any of this or, like, none of it, like is, like, a big deal, like, worthy of being proud of, but, like... Well, stop it. That's stupid. <laughs> I know, it's strange. It's City Hall. They know what they're talking about. But, like... But, yeah, I guess, like, my advice to any, like, young artist that's just, like, I don't... All I know is that I like to create, and, like, I don't really know where to go from there. Like, my advice would be to just, like, keep creating. Remember that, like, we're all in this together. Remember, like, none of it... Time isn't real, you know? <laughs> like, none of it matters. Like, just, like, audition. Just, like, put in your shit for, like, calls for entry. And, like, you'll get results. And you'll learn from every mistake. Just keep saying. And every acceptance. Just keep saying. Yeah. Like, just keep fucking doing it, you know? Thank you so much for coming on, Alexis. I'm very oh excited God. to drop this episode now. Um... Just to go out, I want to say, be your brave self like Tracy. Yes. Be complex yet simple like yes. Solange. Okay. And just get shit done like Petra Collins. Ow.